serpents and scorpions on a daily I stand and walk in authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God so watch me be the light It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank you all so much for joining uh, this evening, and we appreciate everybody for coming on this evening because uh, it is Thursday, and uh, we're just thankful for everything the Lord is doing. We're thankful for everything the Lord is doing in your life. So we just give God praise. Amen. Uh, we take a little bit of time on Thursdays. Well, I say a little bit of time, right, right around an hour. We try to get time in the word of God every single Thursday so that we can hear from heaven, so that we can get refreshed, so that we can be rejuvenated, so that we can allow the word of God to penetrate our heart so that it can become everything that God desires for it to be in our lives. And so uh, thank you all so much for joining us. This is BJ Piggy Ministries, where this is a ministry teaching you to walk in the power of God, as you see at the bottom of your screen, and experience the God kind of life daily. Amen. That's the whole purpose of this ministry. Amen. Is to teach you how to walk in the power of God and experience the God kind of life daily, not every once in a while, not every other month, not every other year. No, every single day should be a day where you're experiencing the power of God and walking in the walking in the presence and the glory of God. Amen. And that's what these teachings are designed to do. And tonight is going to be no different. Uh, we're going to be a little bit more practical tonight with uh, with the steps because um because I believe that, you know, sometimes it's just not it's, it's just not really that deep a lot of times, especially when it comes to different things like uh, with freedom. It really is it's not really deep at all when it comes to the word of God. The word of God can really be rather simple when it comes to understanding and when it comes to teaching and when it comes to walking it out. And so tonight we just want to be able to give you uh, tonight. We just want to be able to give you some practical things that you can really break down so that you can actually walk this stuff out. Amen. And so before we do that, uh, before we get into the teaching, and I'm going to try not to uh, go long tonight because I know a lot of everybody is uh, trying to watch the game tonight, myself included, so I'm not going to exclude myself. But that's not really, I mean, but I, I really don't want to hold you guys long because I know a lot of people have things to do. And, and again, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out on Thursdays to spend time with us around the Word of God. And so before we do that, again, thank y'all so much for coming. Uh uh, y'all already know if y'all been following the broadcast or if y'all watch every other week, uh, we ask you guys to engage, engage, engage. What does that mean? That means to heart, like, share, uh, put it to your story, put it to send it to your friends in their messenger. However you would like to send it and share the message. Uh, we appreciate you doing that because the more you do that, it helps us share the word of God with more people than what we can do on our own. And that's the primary focus of this ministry is to share what God with us is the Lord. And so if you are helping us do that, we really, really, really appreciate it. So that's the second thing that we like to do. Engage, engage, engage. If, you, if the word gets good to you, go ahead and comment in the comment section. Or if you're on Facebook, go ahead and invite some of your friends to come join the conversation. 
uh, I know I haven't said it like this in a while, but if you have some people that you think that this message will be a blessing to while you're hearing it, go ahead and tag their name in the comment section. Some of y'all may be like, well, how do you do that? Well, you simply do the at sign above the number two. It's normally shifting the number two. You do the at, at, at sign and then you type in their Facebook name, whatever that name is, and then their name should pop up. You, you hit it and uh, in, hit the enter button, and then they can join the conversation on the live broadcast. Amen. Uh, next thing, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube or podcast, go ahead and do that. Uh, if you enjoy getting podcasts, we release one every Monday at 6 a.m. So if you want to get the podcast, wherever podcasts are being uh, put out, that's where you'll find BJ Piggy Ministries podcast. It comes out every Monday at 6 a.m. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, go ahead and do that. Next thing, if you guys have, uh, if you guys would like to be a part of the daily encouragement community, man, I can't talk about this community enough. If you guys would like to be daily encouraged or you would like to get that email so that you can be uh, encouraged on a daily basis, go ahead and let us know that. Direct message us your email address and we'll add you to the blast that goes out Monday through Friday, and it goes out at eight o'clock every uh, every day, Monday through Friday, and you will be a part of that email community. You can respond to it. You can ask your questions. You can do all of that through that community. Amen. So if you would like to be a part of that, go ahead and let us know what your email address is. We'll add you to the blast, and then you'll be a part of that community. Amen. And lastly, if you guys would like to be a partner, listen, uh, I can put a lot of focus on this, but I just believe God is uh, bringing together a bunch of believers, a bunch of, of people that will come together for a common goal and a common purpose. And that is to do what God wants to do through this ministry. And whatever that may be, we just appreciate everybody that God is called to do and partner with us with to do that. And what does partnership look like? Partnership looks like you praying for the ministry. Partnership looks like you helping wherever God leads you to help and also uh, seeking God on what your financial contribution would be to the ministry. Because again, it's because of your, the wonderful partners and friends of this ministry that give faithfully that we're able to do whatever God tells us to do whenever we're able to do it. And so that's your side of partnership when it comes to uh, this ministry. The other side of the partnership is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to pray for you on a daily basis. It's our responsibility to teach you what the word says concerning uh, what we believe God is sharing with us. And also, uh, for us to give you every available resource to make sure that your life is the best that God desires for it to be, which is absolutely the best. Uh, and so we're, we're here to give you every available resource to make sure that your life uh, resembles what God desires in your life. Amen. So there's power in partnership. If that's a place where God desires for you to be, go ahead and let us know that so that we can officially know that you believe God has called you to be a partner with this ministry. And again, I'm going to say it again. I haven't said it in a while. You can be a partner of several different ministries. Amen. I know a lot of people have a home church. Some people, this is their home church or this is their home ministry, however you want to look at it. But wherever God has called you to, to be a part of and connect to, I believe that there's a blessing in it. I'm, I'm a partner with several ministries, and that's because I believe that each one of those ministries has a, a, a uh, each one of those ministries has something designed for me to get that God is flowing through that ministry. And that's really all that it is. God has given that ministry something. He asked me to connect to it. He asked me to partner with them. He asked me to help them whenever he calls upon me to do so. And that's what I do. And whenever I'm ready, to, uh, whenever there's a word or whatever going forth in that ministry, whether it's ministry work or whatever, God uses that ministry to be a, 
to be a blessing to my life. So I in turn be a blessing to that ministry. So that's all partnership is. And so if this ministry has been a blessing to you, prayerfully seek asking God uh, if you should be a partner with this ministry, because I'm telling you there's power in partnership and there's power in connecting to where God wants you to be connected to. Amen. All right. So those are our announcements. I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into the steps. Uh, I'm going to actually tonight, uh, because I, I think God wants us to finish up this part of the Freedom Series, I'm going to actually give you all of the steps and then we're going to come back and talk about them. Amen. So let me pray and let's go ahead and get started. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we thank you for the practicality of your word so that we can understand how to actually apply this to our lives. God, we thank you for the wisdom showing up. We thank you for the revelator speaking behind the words that are spoken so that everybody can get the specific instruction that they need for their individual lives so that their lives can resemble the life of Christ and we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, we are in this fantastic series on freedom in Christ. Now, we started off, I'm not going to recap everything, but I, there is a couple of things that I want to go over real quick. We started off in this series because I believe it's vitally important to understand that this is what Jesus came to do, man. Jesus didn't come so that we can uh, remain stuck or remain in the same cycle in our lives. And so I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Jesus came to break the cycle that we were in, that the enemy had us in. Glory to God. And that's why we use the scripture in Ephesians 4:19 that showed that Jesus led captivity captive or he set the captives free or he led the people that were in bondage to freedom. And that's something that we really need to grab hold of and understand so that we can know this is where God wants us to be. Because a lot of times in our lives, we find ourselves in these ruts. We find ourselves in these circles. We find ourselves not knowing that Christ has set us free. And, and if we don't realize what he has done for us, we will remain bound. We will remain under the control of the enemy for him to do whatever he wants to do in our life. And I want to be the one to come and tell you that, listen, Jesus Christ has set you free. Glory to God. He is the one that loosed you from the bondage of darkness. He's the one that loosed you from the chains that had you going in those repetitive circles. And that is not where he wants you to stay. He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants you to walk in the abundance that he is so freely giving you through his kingdom. He wants you to enjoy all of that. He wants you to experience that. Otherwise, why would he have made you free? And that is what I'm here to share. That is what I'm here to preach. That is what I'm here to proclaim that Christ has set you free and he wants you to walk in freedom. And there are some ways that we need to grab hold of so that we experience that freedom. Amen. And so as we've gone throughout this series, we're now at the point where we need to look at some practical things that we got to grab hold of so that we can manifest this freedom. Because there's one thing to know that Christ set us free spiritually, but it's another thing to know how to actually walk that freedom out where our natural lives are concerned. And that's where we are right now, because Jesus set us free spiritually. But for us to walk in whatever kind of freedom we need in our lives, there are, there are natural things. There's cooperation that must take place in order for us to experience that freedom, because it doesn't negate the truth that Jesus has set us free. It's just sometimes we're not continuing in the freedom that God so freely gave us. We're not continuing in the instructions that he gave us. And so sometimes we find ourselves lost, not realizing that we are already free. And so God wants us to understand that he wants us to walk out these steps practically so that we can experience that goodness in our lives that he so desires for us to experience. Amen. And so when we started on this part of the series, because we've been in this series for, I think, almost two months now, uh, 
yeah, all, all, right at two months, I believe, or maybe a little bit longer than that. But anyway, we're in this little subsection of the series where we're talking about steps for freedom in Christ, things that we need to understand. And the first step was that you must be born again. Now, two weeks ago, we really went through this in detail. We went through this in detail, and I'm not going to go over it in detail. I want you to go back and listen to step number one. It was the title of the message was Steps for Freedom in Christ. I meant to go over two steps that day, but it got so good that I only went over one. And so the first step that we talked about that week was you must be born again. Relationship over religion, relationship over traditional practices. You must be born again. That's step number one. Step number two, we went over last week. You must renew your mind. Step number two is you must renew your mind. And we spent the whole message talking about just that step number two and why that is so, so important and how you can actually renew your mind. Because I think it was revelation to some last week to even realize that their mind can be renewed and that their thoughts can be controlled and that their thoughts can be established. Because I will never forget the day when I used to, I mean, because I, I used to always think that, man, I can never control my thoughts. You know, I can never control what goes on in this brain up here because all of us know we experience crazy things that come in and out of this brain every single day. But when you begin to study out the scripture, when you begin to look at what God has set up, if you set up a stronghold in your life, a positive stronghold, which is good. And we talked about that a little bit last week, how there are negative and positive strongholds. You can you can actually set up a positive stronghold that God wants you to develop in your life and allow that to be there and let that be a mainstay rather than the negative ones. And in the church, a lot of times we talk about the negative strongholds and not necessarily always the positive strongholds. And that's what I wanted people to understand last week is that you determine what kind of stronghold you can have. You Listen, you can have a good stronghold of tithing. You can have a good stronghold of attending church every week. You can have a good stronghold of being faithful to your wife. Those are good strongholds. Those are good mindsets to have. Those are good mindsets that God wants you to have. God doesn't want you thinking, oh man, it's all right if I step out on my wife. Why? Because that's not what his word says. So I need to have developed that as a stronghold, a positive one, so that I can walk out the freedom that he so richly wants me to have where my marriage is concerned. Because I can tell you this, if I don't walk that positive stronghold out, I can be experiencing some hell in my marriage because I didn't walk through that. I didn't continue with that positive stronghold. I allowed negative strongholds to creep in. And so all of that stuff is up to you. And that's what we really got to understand. And so you have to renew your mind. That's step number two. And we talked about that last week. I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. It would be an absolute blessing to your life. Now, I'm going to give you the last three uh, to make sure I cover all of them today. <laughs> and then we're going to go back and talk about them. OK, step number three. Step number three is this. You must practice obedience or develop godly habits. That's step number three. You must practice obedience or developed godly habits or develop godly habits, however you want to look at it, because practicing obedience is you developing godly habits. So you can say you need to practice obedience or you can say I need to develop godly habits. You'll end up at the same place. All right. <clears throat> That's step number three. Step number four. Step number four is this. You must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. 
You must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. Because a lot of times people think, man, if Jesus already made me free, then why do I have these challenges? Why do I have these setbacks? Why are things in my way if he made me free? We're going to talk about that just a little bit. We're going to talk about that because I think people think that the life of a believer is supposed to be easy. I think people sometimes think the life of a believer is supposed to be a cakewalk. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus never told you that this life as a believer would be a cakewalk. He never told you it would be easy. He did tell you it would be possible, though. He did tell you it would be possible. So that's what you have to hold on to when things try to overcome you and those challenges try to overtake you. Amen. And the last step that we want to get into uh, that we're going to talk about tonight as we talk about these last three is that you must never stop believing. You must never stop believing. And so uh, the first two that we're talking about tonight are really practical steps. And I'm not going to give that many scriptures. I'm going to give a whole bunch of statements. But uh, I'm not going to give too much scripture where the where the first two we're going to talk about tonight, because uh, we're going to end up spiritually on the last one where it talks about you must never stop believing. We're going to get back in the word on that one, because, again, I don't think uh, you have to be super deep or always have because the word is, the word is practical as it is. But 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 some people think sometimes if it's just a real practical statement, it can't really be God. Well, y'all need to understand that God created the system. God created the process. So sometimes and then the reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of people think that it can get real deep sometimes. And if you don't have a scripture, you're not you're not tying yourself with it, even though I could give you scriptures for every single one of these steps. But sometimes I think we just need to hear it practically or straightforward uh, so that you can understand, man, it's really just that simple. Or, or this is the step that I need to start out on so that I can keep doing it. Sure, absolutely. And so that's what we're going to talk about with the first two. So let's go back and start talking about step number three. And I pray this series has been a blessing to you. I pray this series has been uh, life changing to you because I'm telling you, man, God, God has so much for us to experience. He has so much for us to walk in. Uh, and and I just don't want us to get to a certain point and then stop, get to another point and then stop. No, the, the adventure that God has us on should be something that is continual. That's why this ministry is teaching you how to walk in it daily, because the reality of it is one day you could be just going good and then the enemy tries to throw something up in there. I want you to be so equipped that when the enemy does come in and just throw something at you, you're able to overcome that challenge. You're, over, you're able to overcome that setback and keep going because you're you're so equipped with what the word says. You're so equipped with listening to the Holy Spirit. You're so equipped to already knowing what he's done for you in the past. He'll do it again. That those, set, that those setbacks and challenges become uh, cliff notes or, or, or minor situations in your life because you sat there and, and just basically disregarded it because you know where you're going. You know what God desires for you. So you don't let you, you don't let that stuff trip you up. <clears throat> I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what you may be experiencing. Freedom is God's goal. Freedom is God's will. And so if you're currently feeling stuck, if you're currently feeling uh, in a place where you where you feel like you, you, you're never able to get out. I'm here to tell you right now, allow Holy Spirit to speak to you tonight so that he can bring you up out of that situation. Amen. Whatever it may be, because you know what it is better than I do. <laughs> you know what it is better than I do. And unless God tells me specifically things for your life, he's only going to tell you how to get out of the thing. For, how you're, He's only going to tell you how to specifically get out of that situation that you know that you're in. 
But just know this, he doesn't want you to remain there. He doesn't want you to remain in bondage. He doesn't want you to stay stuck. Why? Because freedom is the will of God. Amen. You must practice obedience or develop godly habits. Let's get into these three steps and I'm going to get out y'all way tonight. <laughs> you must practice obedience or develop godly habits. Now, right off jump, right off the top, I'm here to tell you what you do consistently is what you develop as a habit. What you do consistently is what you develop as a habit. Okay. What you do consistently, I'm going to say one more time, what you do consistently is what you develop as a habit. And so in order for you to practice obedience, in order for you to develop a godly habit, you must continuously do it. This is something that when you start off doing it, you can't just stop in the middle of the process. You can't just stop in the middle of you. You may not be where you want to be, but good, but thank God you're not, you're not where you used to be. And so what you need to also realize and what you need to also understand is, man, this is a part of the process that I just can't quit. I don't care what it looks like. If God has given me an instruction, if God has told me this is where I'm going, if God is trying to get me to a certain place, I don't stop until I see that certain place. And if freedom is that place, if I'm stuck in an area, if I'm not free, I'm not going to let up on it. Amen. Y'all listening to me? If freedom is my destination, I'm not going to let up from the truth that God wants me free. I don't care what it's looking like around me. Listen, if I may, you may have been in the same job for 10 years, but you know in your heart of hearts that God wants you to be promoted. You know God wants you to have another job. You just haven't really, you, you may not have applied to the right job yet. You may not have received the promotion. Listen, somebody may not have come down and wanted to promote you. Or you may not have done everything that you needed to, like learn a new skill, learn a new trade, get a new certification to get that promotion wherever you are in that process, whatever you are in any one of those situations. But just but just know the ultimate end goal is where God wants you to be. So don't so don't allow because you are where you are to keep you to keep you from going where you need to go. Please, please hear me tonight. And so in order to get there, we must practice obedience. I had to slow up to make sure I get it out. In, in, order, uh, in order to get there, you must practice obedience in order to develop uh, godly habits. Or you must practice obedience, excuse me, or develop godly habits. And, and I'm talking about this because the first thing we got to understand is consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. A lot of people say it like this. Consistency is the key to the breakthrough. Consistency is the key that gets you to where you want to go. I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use a real practical example, and I use it a lot of times, but I think it's really I think it's real easy to uh, to see from this perspective. Uh, when you're working out, when you have a goal, when you're trying to reach a certain goal, listen, you can't just go into the gym one day and think things are gonna change overnight. <clears throat> anybody that's worked out, anybody that's tried to lose weight, anybody that has lost weight, or anybody that's been in shape for any period of time knows that it's the consistency that is key. It's the consistency that brings the breakthrough. It's the consistency that gets you to where you want to go. Because I don't know if you notice, even at, things may not even change within the first week. Things may not even change within the first two weeks. But watch this. As, soon, as long as you keep going in the process, you will eventually start to see results. But a lot of times people get frustrated and they get stuck because things don't change immediately. But you have to understand that God is about gradual change. He's about consistency. He's about development. And development is something that happens over time. 
Development is something that happens over time. Freedom is something that happens over time. Listen, you, you know, you may have just come into an understanding of some financial literacy, right? You may have just come into the understanding of man, me working my job all of my life won't get me to the place where I believe God has called me to be. But you've done all, but all you've done for all of your years is, is just work at a job. How many of you know that it's going to take some time to retrain, renew that mind to the new place that God is trying to get you to go? Because you can sit there and see, man, God doesn't want me to be in this particular job. Um, you know, my entire life, he wants me to do X, Y, and Z. And he has financial things that he wants me to get to. But there's some things that I have to learn. There's some things I have to renew my mind to. There's some things I have to be obedient to in this process if I'm ever going to see that. And because you spend so much time doing this one thing, you have to retrain yourself to do something else. It's just like with you understanding that you may need to change your eating habits. Listen, you may have been eating like this all of your life, but if the doctor tells you you got to make some changes in order to get to a certain goal, Listen, you have to renew your mind and get consistent about the things that they're telling you in order to see those goals come to pass, in order to see those uh, mark, I mean, uh, those uh, mile markers hit. You follow what I'm saying? And so consistency is the key. You have to be consistent with it. And so um, <laughs> I always whenever I think about consistency being the key, I, I think about the picture of, uh, of water dropping down on a rock. And. Uh, if you see water dropping on a rock, you may not see the transformation that's taking place on that rock. But if but if that water just sits there and drip on that rock consistently over time, the rock will begin to get an indentation and it will begin to get deeper and deeper and deeper because what is happening consistently to it is causing it to change. It may not change with the first couple of drops. It may not change with the drops that goes on for the first months or so, but, but keep watching that rock. Keep watching that, that water hit the rock and watch that rock begin to form from that water steadily dropping on it. And so if you don't get consistency in your life, if you don't practice obedience, if you don't develop godly habits, then freedom will elude you. Freedom will elude you. Why? Because you're not being consistent. You're not developing the habits. Amen. It's not what you do one time. It's what you do all the time that determines manifestation. It's not what you do one time. <laughs> It's what you do all the time that determines manifestation. The only thing that I can tell you that matters what you do one time is you believing in Christ. Everything else comes with your consistency. You getting born again comes with one decision that you make. But you manifesting that or walking out your Christianity or walking out your believing in Christ comes with you consistently doing what God is telling you to do. Because watch this, your, your spirit man may be saved, but your body may be jacked up because you're not doing what your spirit man is telling it to do. So you may be free spiritually, but you're not free naturally because the two are opposing one another because consistency is the thing that will cause that thing to run smoothly. It's not what you do one time, it's what you do all the time that determines manifestation. Listen, I tell people like, I mean, I've told people like this before. Listen, a lot of people get frustrated with tithing. A lot of people get frustrated with giving. But <clears throat> I mean, you, there's so many different things that could be going on with your giving that that could be the reason why things are not working for you. And people just get frustrated and stop giving and stop tithing because they don't see things going on the way they should be going on. But, th but that doesn't mean that tithing is wrong. That doesn't mean it's giving is wrong. That doesn't mean, 
you know, watch this. You know, just because you didn't lose the weight the first week didn't mean it doesn't mean that you don't need to still change your eating habits. You you, you understand what I'm saying? Just because things didn't change the first week or the or the two weeks doesn't mean that you doesn't that you don't still need to change your eating habits because you have to understand that what you've been doing the majority of your time, your body has become accustomed to it. And in order for it to change, it has to have new things introduced into it. And it has to be consistently done in order for the changes to begin to take place. It's just like with giving. It's just like with tithing. Listen, if you have been tithing and you stop tithing, you have to start back tithing again to, to, to reform that thought process in your mind to understand that tithing is a part of what I'm supposed to be doing. Giving is what I'm supposed to be doing. You have to consistently do it come hell or high water. <laughs> you know, just like eating right, you have to do that come hell or high water if you want to see the results that are intended, that are the, the results that are supposed to be intended with eating right, with tithing, with giving, all these different things. But if you don't have consistency, fully, full, full freedom, full, the full manifestation of freedom will be eluding you. You would only be getting parts of it because you're not being consistent. So that's why you have to practice obedience and you have to develop godly habits. It's not what you do one time. It is what you do all the time that determines manifestation. Listen to me. y'all. Obedience always puts you in position of the blessing. Obedience always puts you in position of the blessing. Godly habits will develop your character and your character is necessary for freedom. Now, I can preach this for several weeks end upon end, but I'm just going to say a couple of things to you because I believe character is one of those things that must be developed as a believer in order to walk in the fullness of what God wants us to walk in. And I talked about it a little bit before when we talked about the fruits of the spirit. Because when you read Galatians 5 and 2, you see all these nice little things written out about what the fruits of the spirit are. But when you look at them in their totality, it's really just the character of who God is. And the character itself is developed based on the or the things that you do all the time. Listen, whatever you do all the time, that will be the habit that you create and the habit that you have will become the character that you possess. Listen, if you do something all the time, that actually becomes who you are. Y'all know that naturally. Y'all know that. Y'all know that without even getting too deep in this thing. Whatever you do consistently, that's who you become. That's that that becomes a part of who you actually are. If you're cussing all the time, it becomes a part of who you are. And if you want to change that part of your character, what do you have to do? You have to stop doing that as much and consistently work on stop cussing so that you can be a person that has a character that doesn't cuss. And listen, that stuff has to be developed. And I don't want to skip over that word, even though I kind of have already. Development is one of those things that takes work. Development and obedience and practice is one of those things that takes effort that you have to put in. And a lot of times I think that we think that just because Jesus has done something for us that we don't have to do anything. Listen, Jesus has done everything for us, but you have to get up from your lazy bed and go down and eat at the table. Y'all follow me? Jesus has already prepared and, and, and put out a path for you, but you still got to get up from your lazy bed and go down there and partake in what he's already laid out for you. And so if you don't get up and go partake of what he's already laid out for you, you can't be frustrated at him because he's already prepared it. He's not going to get up. He's not going to come to your bed, pick you up off the bed, take you down the stairs, put you in the seat and force feed you food in your mouth. 
He's not going to do that. He's not going to force himself to do that. He's going to give you the opportunity. He's going to tell you where it's at. He's going to say, this is what you need to do. But you have to make the decision to go and do it. And I think a lot of times we get frustrated with God because we haven't fully done everything that we're supposed to do. And that's where we shouldn't be at because God is the one that simply says, listen, I laid out this path for you. I just need you to show up. I just need you to do what I'm telling you to do. I just need you to follow these instructions and you will find yourself enjoying the benefits of what I'm telling you. Amen. But in order to experience that stuff, you have to practice obedience or you have to develop godly habits. Development requires work. So let's get back to the character of it all. Godly habits will develop your character and your character is necessary for freedom. Who you are when people aren't looking is so important. That is what real character is. <laughs> character is like this. Character is who you are when nobody is looking. Character is who you are when people aren't looking. And so when you begin to understand that, if you're one of those people that only puts on a show or, or tries to show people this is who you are when they come around, listen, you're going to eventually slip up when you're around those people because all you're doing is looking to put on a show. And so that's why you have to begin to understand that if you ever want the true freedom of what God is having for you. You need to develop this character in the times where people are looking. Let me give you all a perfect example of this because it's, it goes in a line with the game that's coming on tonight. A lot of people look at Steph Curry and see how amazing it is, how he goes and shoots threes, even though last even though the last game he went 0 for 9. But that is an absolute uh, anomaly because he went 233 games with, with hitting at least one three-pointer. Nobody has ever done that. And the closest person that has ever done that was, was somebody who I think had a consecutive game of 10 games where they hit a three-pointer. Steph Curry has done this over seasons. But the reason why I'm bringing up Steph Curry is because a lot of people look at him at the game, but they don't look at what he does when people aren't looking. People don't look at his pregame routine. And, 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 I, and I encourage you to go look at his pregame routine if you're into that kind of stuff or if you're trying to really understand what I'm saying. Because basically what I'm saying is the reason why he can hit tough contested threes, the reason why he can shoot from the logo, the reason why he can shoot from anywhere on the court with that, and then turn around and know that it's going in is because he puts so much work into this when people aren't looking. I meant to show my wife this the other day because I thought it was just so cool how he does a pregame routine of shooting uh, that's just really so amazing. It's really so amazing how he goes. He starts in the he starts in the paint. He start, and then he backs up to the free throw line. He backs up to the to the three point line. He backs up to uh, the hash mark, and then he backs up to uh, half court. And his pregame routine consists of him actually actually hitting all of those shots, and then consecutively hitting those shots as as he goes back in. So he starts in the paint, goes all the way back to the half court line without missing a shot and then goes back inside the paint without missing a shot. That's a part of his routine. He has to, he does that before every game because that's just the practice that he puts in to make sure that he can hit tough contested shots. And I'm not sure if you've seen the other video of him where he's out here where he hit. I don't I don't remember what it was. I think it was like maybe one hundred and five three pointers in a row. Like who like who does that? The best shooter that's ever been on this earth. He 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 hit 105 threes in a row. 
A lot of people can't even get to three threes. They can't even hit one. But that's but that's a testament to the work that he puts in. That's the testament to the character. That's what that's where I'm going with this. That's a testament to the character that he puts up when people aren't looking at him. That's the work that he puts in when we don't see him at the game. He does this in practice. <clears throat> Just like when he hit half court shots, he practiced those things. He hits, he hits those things. That's good. That perfect practice makes perfect. And so what I'm trying to help y'all understand is, listen, when you develop these godly habits, your character is what's most important. <clears throat> That's how you develop freedom. It's what you do when people aren't looking that gets you to the place that that um, that it, where is what you do when people aren't looking that gets you to the place of freedom. It's what you do when people aren't looking that gets you to the place of freedom. The reality of who you are will always come to the light. Freedom comes to those who are consistent. Freedom comes to those who are consistent. Freedom comes to those who are consistent. Okay? Freedom comes to those who are consistent. And that is what I want y'all to really understand and get. Listen, your life with Christ should be a consistent increase. Your life with Christ should be an adventure that you enjoy better and better every single day. Because when you get consistent with loving him, when you get consistent with believing him, when you get consistent with hanging around with God, you won't find yourself staying in these lows and these droves of life because you know the one that you're hanging with won't allow you to stay there. His goal is not for me to remain stuck. His goal for me is to be free. So if I am feeling any part of the kingdom of darkness, if I'm feeling any part of the enemy trying to weigh me down, I need to go and spend time with him. And I need to uh, realize and understand that freedom is next to me. Freedom is my freedom is my ultimate goal. And that is what I should be pursuing. But I have to consistently do this on a daily basis. I have to consistently make this a part of my life so that I can experience it on a daily basis. Not just one day, not just two days. I should be experiencing freedom all the time. Why? Because when I practice obedience and develop godly habits, Freedom will ultimately be my goal. Amen. So did y'all get that one? You must practice obedience or develop godly habits. That's step number three in order to walk in the freedom of Christ. <clears throat> Let's move on to step number four and five. And I'm going to spend probably roughly 10 minutes on both of these and I'm going to get y'all up out of here. So so please don't 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 let go of the understanding that you must practice obedience or develop godly habits. Your character will determine the freedom that you experience. Your character will determine the freedom that you experience. What you do when people aren't looking will ultimately be what people eventually see. So don't be one of those people that just put on shows for people. That's why, you know, I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. That's why when I teach and things of that nature, and I know this may be funny because it's one of the things that I thought was always funny growing up in the church, not to talk bad about anybody, but it was just one of the little funny things that I used to always think about. Have y'all ever known pe uh, preachers that have preacher voices and stuff like that? But if you talk to them outside of that, they don't talk like that at all. But once they get in the pulpit, it's almost like they get into this character, they get into this mode. Um, and, and it's like, man, why, why are you talking like that in the pulpit, but you don't actually talk like that in real life? So why, why are you, why are you making that change? Why do you do things like that? And for, for some people, and just to give you a little background, that's the way people taught them. That's the way when they go to seminary school, that's, that's how they've been conditioned to preach. But I just always thought that was a little bit funny because at the end of the day, 
I need to teach like how I am all the time. I need to talk to you like I am all the time uh, because that is really who I am. I'm not this person that gets a different voice when I get in front of people. That's just not the reality of the situation. That's not really who I am. So in my mind, I always used to think I need to really be who I am when I'm teaching wherever I go. I need to be who I am consistently because that's just who the real me is. I don't need to be putting on airs. I don't need to be front, as we used to say, to try to make people think I am something that I'm not. I am who I am all the time. And so that's why I'm and I'm going to finish up this point about character. Character is who you are all the time is what you endeavor to be all the time. And so that's why we need to uh, make sure that what we're doing in private is what we desire to have in our life, because what you do consistently is what your character will eventually end up showing. Amen. And so that's why I used to think it was strange because man, if you talk like this all the time outside of the pulpit, then why do you change? That, that just seems weird to me. That's a disconnect with me. And so, you know, that was just a little funny thing for me because I used to always be like, man, just be who you are. Why you need to change up in the pulpit? Just be who you are. Step number four. <laughs> Step number four. You must never, you must never, I know, you must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. You must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. Why is this important? Why is this important? Because again, I'm going to say it one more time. Jesus never promised your life to be easy. He never promised that you wouldn't go through things. As a matter of fact, he actually said your life, you will in this life, you will experience tribulation. You will have hardships. You will go through some stuff. But he did. But he did say it will be possible. He did say it will be possible. Amen. So don't think that this life as a believer simply means that you're going to get through life scot-free or you're going to go through this life with ease. No, you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have some setbacks. But this is what I'm here to tell you. You're here to overcome them every single time. Listen, he wouldn't tell you in Romans 8 that you are an overcomer if there wasn't anything to ever overcome. He wouldn't tell you that you are an overcomer if there was never anything that you would have to overcome. You would have to you will have to overcome things in life. You will have to get past some stuff in life because watch this. The enemy is the one trying to get the setbacks to get you to stay stuck. The enemy is the one that's trying to get you to dwell on your challenges rather than rather than get you to focus on the individual that can get you out of the challenges rather than listening to God and get the instruction that will propel you to the place you need to go to rather than staying stuck. Don't allow. We must never let challenges or setbacks keep us from moving forward. Why is this an important step? Because, again, I think people think that once they get saved or because they think Jesus is all powerful and he is and they think that God is all powerful and he is, that they won't have to experience any setback, experience any challenges. Well, I'm here to give you a gut punch tonight. I'm here to give you a realization tonight. You will experience stuff. But that doesn't mean you can't overcome it. That doesn't mean that you can't get past it. That, does, that, does, that doesn't mean that you will remain there for the rest of your days. Everybody goes through stuff. Everybody from the highest person that you think has a position in the kingdom of God, from the richest person in the world, everybody goes through stuff. The question is, who do you lean on in those times? The question is, where do you turn your attention to? The question is, what do you look at? in those times. And that is why God is trying to get us to understand this clear state, this clear understanding right here. We must never let challenges or setbacks keep us from our freedom. Because y'all have to know this. Y'all have to really, really, really know this. The enemy is not just going to roll over and let you get to freedom. The enemy is not just going to roll over and let things happen so easily for you in your life. 
And the reason why he's not going to do that is because he knows that if he just gives a little bit of distraction here he, for, for most people, and, and if he put this roadblock here, people will stop there and be like, man, since this roadblock is here, I can't get past it. That's why we're here to teach. That's why we're here to preach the good news of the gospel to teach you about the power of God. Because if you understand the power of God and don't look at the setback, you will look at that thing and be like, man, I can knock that thing down and keep going with no problem. I can get past that challenge and that setback with no problem. Why? Because I focus on the all-powerful one. I focus on the one who is my best friend, who is my unseen partner, the person who is always here to lead and guide me. If I focus on him and not my challenge, the challenge will easily get out of the way. The challenge will eventually move. The setback will, will be a... Uh, will be a backdrop for me. It will be a memory for me because I've moved on to something else. I've moved past it. Why? Because I have the anointed one living on the inside of me. I'm getting excited talking about this right now because a lot of people allow challenges. A lot of people allow setbacks to keep them from moving forward. And don't be those people. Don't be those people that say, you know what? Because this person put this roadblock up here, I'm never going to get past it. No, that's, that's crazy thinking. That's, that's wicked thinking. That's wicked thinking. Why? Because if you because God would tell you you're an overcomer if you weren't going to be able to overcome that. Y'all follow me? So you must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. The enemy always uses these. Watch this. Listen to me real carefully, y'all. The enemy always uses natural circumstances to keep our attention from the reality of the spiritual. I'm going to slow down and say it one more time. The enemy always uses natural circumstances to keep our attention from the reality of the spiritual. That is the only thing that the enemy could use. That is why the Bible teaches us to walk by faith and not by sight. Because if the enemy can get us to focus on the on the things that we can see, if he can get us to focus on the things that we are experiencing, then we won't we won't we won't step into the faith realm. We won't step into the spiritual realm and allow our real self to come forth. Y'all listening to me? If we focus on everything that is natural, knowing that we're not from this kingdom anyway, and we're backed by heaven, if we're focused on everything other than heaven, then heaven can't invade. Heaven can't overcome. Heaven can't come invade the situation because all we're thinking about is what can happen in the natural. And a lot of things, and, and especially nowadays, right now in this moment, a lot of people are looking at the natural. And, and, with the, and when you only look at the natural, the only thing that can come out of that is fear. Because that is so much of what is going on right now. All the stock market is going down. All gas prices are going up. Oh, it seems like Corona is coming back worse than ever. Man, listen, if I focus on that, then I will allow that to be a setback in my life. I will allow that to be a challenge in my life. When God says, you know what? Look to the kingdom of heaven. Look to the kingdom of God. Because if you can look at those things, you will see that those things aren't running anything in this kingdom where you're really from. So I need you to attach to that kingdom and not this other natural kingdom that the, that the world is trying to get your attention to, st to stay on. The enemy always uses natural circumstances to keep our attention from the reality of the spiritual. That is why we can't allow challenges or setbacks to keep us from moving forward, because the challenges and the setbacks are always, most of the time, going to be natural. And so don't allow the natural circumstances, don't allow the natural things that you see in this world keep you from the reality of the spiritual realm.
because if you do that, you will then allow the challenge to keep you from moving forward. You will allow the setback to keep you from moving forward. So in order to experience freedom, you must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. Use mental toughness by keeping your focus on things of the kingdom to keep you moving forward. I'm going to say this one more time. Use mental toughness by keeping your focus on things of the kingdom to keep you moving forward. Now, I know I can, and, and I'm not just saying that, and I know sometimes when you hear that, it's better, it's easier to be said than done. That is why we use step number two to talk about you must develop this. This is something that must be a renewal process. This is something that has to, so this is something that you have to develop as your character. And that is why this is you developing the godly habits part. <laughs> because you can't have mental toughness if you're not trying to always fortify your mind. You can't have mental toughness if you're not always fortifying or trying to consistently, uh, if you're not consistently trying to on purpose, think about what you should be thinking about. Because if you're not doing it on purpose, you'll find yourself falling into the trap that you don't want to be in. So use mental toughness or use the word of God or make it a point to always think on the word of God or what God is saying to you so that it can keep your focus on things of his kingdom so that you can keep moving forward. If you don't focus on the things of the kingdom of God, you won't be able to keep moving forward because it's only the kingdom of God. It's only the things of the kingdom of his, of his dear son that will allow you to move forward because moving forward is where freedom is. Moving forward is where freedom is. And so if freedom is in his kingdom, I must keep my mind set on the things of that kingdom so that I can continue to move towards that and not stay where I am. Don't allow past failures and setbacks to keep you from future success. Y'all hear me? <clears throat> this is an important statement. I know I'm moving kind of quick because I'm trying to get y'all out of here, but listen to this. Don't allow past failures or setbacks to keep you from future success. Don't allow past failures or setbacks to keep you from future success. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow your past failures and setbacks to keep you from future success. See, the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God, the beautiful thing about God is, you know, once you get to a point, if you ask for forgiveness, everything that was done in your past he forgets it and he throws it as far as the east is from the west. And so a lot of times we are the ones reaching back to those old memories. We are the ones reaching back for that old stuff that God wants us to let go of, that God wants us to leave in the past. See, we're the ones reaching back for that when God is saying, you know what, I just want you to keep looking forward because if you keep looking forward, you'll end up being like, you end up being like uh, Lot and his wife when they were supposed when they were getting out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and God told them don't look back, and she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. And so that and so He told them that for a reason because He always wants us moving forward. He always He always wants us to look where He's trying to get us to, and not on these other things that are trying to get our attention. And so if you're not focused on the things of his kingdom, you won't be able to move forward or you won't be able to walk in freedom because you're allowing the things that you're seeing. You're allowing the things of your past. You're allowing your present failures to keep you from moving forward. And so that's why I'm telling you, don't allow your past failures or setbacks to keep you from your future success. Don't allow your past failures or setbacks 
to keep you from operating in, in freedom or flowing in freedom or pursuing freedom. Listen, God doesn't care about what you did in your past <clears throat> because you can't do anything about your past, but you can do something about your future. You can do something about your success. You can do something about if you're going to remain in this position. That is where God's focus is. He wants you to come out of where you are right now and don't look at your past. Don't look at your uh, previous setbacks. Don't look at that stuff because, again, the enemy will try to get you distracted looking at that stuff to try to keep you bound in that place. That's how he keeps people bound. He gets them looking at all these natural circumstances. He gets them looking at all these natural things, and, he, and, and he's able to contain them and keep them in bondage when God is trying to get them out of that. Stop looking at your past failure. Stop looking at your setbacks. Stop looking at your challenges. Focus on me so that I can get you out of those challenges so that I can keep you moving forward so that you can experience the goodness of my kingdom. Amen. And that's where freedom is. And I and I really want us to get this, y'all. That's why I'm so passionate. I hope y'all can see my passion behind this, because <clears throat> because if we don't if we don't pursue freedom, we'll find ourselves stuck. If we don't pursue what I'm talking about tonight, we'll find ourselves in the rat race of life. We'll find ourselves constantly in these same cycles when God wants us to break free of these cycles, when God wants us to not remain there. God wants us to live the good life. God wants us to to experience the abundant life that he's already put in our in, in our in our path and set the and he wants us to walk down the path that he's already created for us, which is the good life. But we can't do it if we continue to allow the challenges and setbacks to keep us from moving forward. Amen. We can't do it, y'all. We can't do it. So that's why we have to really be careful not to allow that stuff to hinder us. Amen. We must. Uh, where is this at? So let's get to the last step. Let's get to the last step, y'all. The last step is this. We must never stop believing. We must never stop believing. Okay. We must never stop believing. And so since we're never to stop, since we're, since we're never to stop believing, uh, what does that do? Let's just talk about it for just a second. So the first step was what, y'all? We must be born again. Go back and listen to the first uh, steps for freedom in Christ. We went through that whole message concerning being born again. Number two, you must renew your mind. That was last week's message. Number three, number three was what? Number three was what, y'all? You must practice and develop godly habits, right? You must practice and develop godly habits, right? Practice obedience and develop godly habits. Step number four, you must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. And lastly, you must never stop believing. You must never stop believing. Why is this the final step? Why is this the step that, because uh, it's basically like an almost rinse and repeat. Because once God starts you on this process, you sometimes throughout the process, you need those boosts. You need those energy bursts sometimes so that you can keep going through the process. And God has word in his, he has scriptures and he has, in, he has outlined in his word uh, scriptures that you can use in this process to keep you going down those right paths. And so um, <laughs> us as believers, we should never stop believing Never stop believing that freedom is our uh, is our birthright. Never stop believing that freedom is our destination. We should never stop believing that. But a lot of times we let go of these things. We let go of it because we get caught up in life. Sometimes we get caught up in uh, we get caught up in 
just life. Let me just say it like that. We get we get caught up in life. And because we get caught up in life, we find ourselves not we find ourselves quitting our belief system and quitting things that we should be doing uh, simply because we allow life to weigh down on us so much. And so with this last and final step, let's really look at some scripture because I haven't used any scripture yet tonight, but we're going to look at two scriptures real quick to, 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 to solidify this final step to keep us believing because we can't continue developing godly habits if we stop believing. We can't continue to um uh, we can't we can't get past the challenges and setbacks if we stop believing. What keeps us moving forward is our believing. That is why I'm labeling this as our last step. You must never stop believing. So let's look at Galatians six and nine. Let's look at Galatians six and nine, and let's go ahead and end this up real quick. This is what it says in Galatians six and nine in the New Living Translation. It says, "So let's not get tired of doing what is good." Y'all see that? It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't, watch this, give up. So look at what it says, y'all. This is, this is one of the clearest scriptures that I think I've seen in a while. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I see, I see scripture very clearly a lot of times, but this one... I chose this version of it because it's real, real, real plain and you can't you can't misunderstand it. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. What is doing what is good? What the word says, what God is saying to us. Let's not get tired in that. And and, and I want you all to see that it, it indicates that you can get tired. But the only way you really get tired of doing what God is saying is if you take your focus off the kingdom. If you take your focus off the kingdom, you then start pulling from the natural rather than the supernatural. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Listen to me when I say that. The only way you can get tired of doing what is good is when you start pulling from the natural instead of the supernatural. And when you start pulling from different areas, when you start listening to everything of what people is saying, that stuff starts weighing on you more than listening to what the kingdom of heaven is saying to you. And when you allow that stuff to happen, you then become tired. You then begin, you then become weary and well-doing because you start seeing this stuff as your manifestation rather than the word being the manifestation of the stuff that you're seeing. And so that scripture is real clear. Do not get tired of doing what is good. And the only way you can get tired of doing what is good is if you take your focus off the kingdom and put your focus on natural situations, challenges and setbacks. But look at what it says after what look at what happens when you don't get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Somebody type in the comments, say, I will not give up. Somebody type in the comments, say, I will not give up. Glory to God. We getting ready to finish this, y'all, but I want to encourage y'all as we getting up out of here. We will not give up. We will never stop believing and we will never stop believing because we keep our focus on the kingdom of God. I will not give up. I will not stop doing what is good. I will not allow the natural circumstances to get me tired of doing what thus said the Lord. I will not let the natural circumstances get me tired of consistently doing what I know is right, because I know if I keep doing what is right, I will reap a harvest if I don't give up. 
<clears throat> if I don't give up, I will surely reap the harvest. Why? Because his word is true, because his word is pulling everything from heaven into my life. So I will not give up on that. I will not give up on that. I will not give up. I will not give up. I will not give up. <laughs> I will not give up. And because I won't give up, I will surely reap a harvest of blessing. I will surely reap a harvest of blessing. That's what the scripture says. So be encouraged tonight. I know we've talked a lot about uh, natural stuff. I know we talked about a lot of natural steps. <laughs> don't allow challenges. Don't allow setbacks. Listen, when you're doing the word of God, the enemy is going to try to keep you from continuing to do the word of God. But don't allow him to get you off of it. <clears throat> as soon as you start tithing, it seems like you're going to get more and more bills come through your way. But don't stop tithing. Don't give up doing what is good. <laughs> Glory to God. You're gonna because the, the enemy is always because because watch this. The enemy's job is to get you to not believe what the word is supposed to do in your life. So if you so so if you start tithing and he starts bringing more bills and start using people to overwhelm you with this stuff, his job is to get you to stop believing or to get you off of what you know you should be doing where tithing and giving is concerned. And the reason why he does that is because if he can get you to not believe what the word says, he can ultimately keep this harvest of blessing from coming your way. Y'all follow me? If the enemy can get you to disregard or disbelieve what the word says, then he can keep the harvest from showing up in your life. That is why the scripture says there, you will reap the harvest if you don't give up. You will reap the harvest if you don't quit. You will reap the harvest if you will develop this character and allow that character to shine through rather than you going back and changing what you've been developing. Amen. Don't get weary in well-doing, glory to God. That is, that's another version of what the scripture says. Don't get weary in well-doing. Never stop believing. Listen to this statement. Don't get tired of pursuing freedom because you will experience freedom if you don't stop. Don't get tired of pursuing freedom because you will experience that freedom if you don't stop. Don't allow one bad investment to keep you from investing. That's just me throwing that out there. <laughs> don't allow <laughs> don't allow one bad situation to keep you from pursuing what God so desires for you to pursue. Because listen, watch this. You got so many other great things going on in your life. Why would you allow one thing to stop you? Why would you allow one thing to stop you? You got so many other things working in your life. Why is it when one thing happens, you allow, you, you, go, you go and turn your focus on the one thing rather than looking at all the great stuff. It's just like what they did in the, in the Garden of Eden. God placed in front of them a whole bunch of trees they could have ate on, but the one that they weren't supposed to eat on, they wanted to turn their focus to it and eat that. They had all these wonderful other fruits and things to eat off the tree. But they said, you know what? There's one thing that God told me not to do. I just got to have that. When they could have had something better if they just ate the other stuff. And basically what I'm trying to point out to you in that example is that, man, listen, we can all look at one situation to go bad in our life and say, man, you know what? Because of that one situation, all of this stuff is going on in my life. 
and other stuff will go bad because of this one thing. Everybody can point to something like that. But I believe everybody that's on this live right now, everybody that will eventually listen to this live will won't be those individuals that allow one bad situation to keep them from all the good that God wants to do in their life, to keep them from all the good that God is doing in their life. So don't focus on that one bad experience to keep you from pursuing what God wants you to pursue. Glory to God. Don't get tired of pursuing freedom because you will experience it if you don't stop. <clears throat> Last thing, don't stop working the work God has given you. Last scripture, John 6, 29 in the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. I don't think you could get any clearer than that. This is what Jesus said. A lot of people, this is what the disciples asked Jesus before in, in, in verse 28, they said, God, they said, Jesus, how can we work the works of God? Or how can we continue to do what you desire for us to do? And this is what Jesus told them. He said, this is the only work God wants from you is to believe in the one who he has sent. This is the only work God wants from you is to believe in who he has sent. Y'all hear me clearly and hear me good, y'all. Hear me clearly and hear me good. Believing, <laughs> believing is the thing that you should be doing. Believing is the thing that you should be doing. Believing is the thing that you should be doing. The one thing that God desires above everything else and the reason why he desires it above everything else is because it is your belief system that will cause you to do. It is your belief system that will push you this way or push you that way. If you believe that, you know, you're going to be broke, then that's the thing that's going to push you towards doing creating broke habits. If you believe you're going to remain sick, you're going to continue to do the things that will keep you sick. So that is why he said, what is uh, uh, that's why Jesus told them, listen, the thing that I need you to continue to do is believe on the one whom he has sent. And who did he send? He sent Jesus. And so as long as you keep believing in the one whom he has sent, he will continue to direct your life in the way that he should go. And let me just break it down a little bit more because we know we also know this other scripture, right? If we're believing in Jesus, we're also believing in what? The word, because Jesus is the what? He's the word. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. When did the word become flesh? When Jesus showed up on the scene. So we can't just say we believe in Jesus and not believe in his word or the word that he continues to speak to us. So when he's talking about believing, he's not just talking about you believing in what Jesus did. He's talking about believing in the promotion that he said that you should have. He's talking about you believing in the increase that you're supposed to get. He's talking about you believing in the health that he wants you to experience and the sickness that you're getting ready to overcome and the depression you're getting ready to be free from. All of those words that we hear God tells us, that is what we should be believing. That is what we should be believing. He says, never stop believing. Believe on the one whom he has sent. God sends his word to his people. So that is what we should be believing. Obtaining freedom isn't always easy. Listen to me. Obtaining freedom isn't always easy, but it is worthwhile to always continue pursuing. It is absolutely possible. If freedom was easy, everybody would be free. If freedom was easy to obtain, everybody would be free. 
And now, why am I saying it like that? Because I told y'all earlier, a lot of people think that once they start on this freedom journey, they think that it's going to be easy and the devil just going to roll over. No, <laughs> just like you thought, just like I thought when I was a little kid, I was going to make it to the NBA. As I went through life, I began to see the difference between me and people who made it to the NBA. They had a better work ethic, work ethic than I did. They, they, their mind was so more uh, dedicated to it than my mind was. And that's the difference that begins to that's the distinction that, that, that begins to be made between people who actually obtain those goals rather than the people that don't obtain those goals. Listen, my, my focus and my mindset are on other things that get me certain places that are different from other people as well. And so basically what I'm telling you is if financial freedom was easy, everybody will be multimillionaires. But Jesus did say it would be possible. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is this. Don't allow the stuff that people are not doing to keep you from doing what God tells you to do. Just because everybody else is sick, can get sick around you doesn't mean that you should be sick as well. Just because everybody else is experiencing hardship and they and they feel like they ain't going to have enough money for gas doesn't mean you should be saying the same things. No, you should be believing in what the kingdom says, the word that God gave you when he said that I'm going to take care of you when when the world is in flirt, when the world is flourishing and when the world is in drought. Why? Because in the kingdom, there is never, ever a drought in the kingdom. So that is the word that I should be focusing on rather than looking at what the world is trying to do right now, because the world is all in the uproar. The world is all concerned about what is going on and what's not going on. They're concerned about gas prices. They're concerned about not having money. They're concerned about inflation. They're concerned about all these different things. They're worried about shortages and things of that nature. But this is what you got to understand. In the kingdom of God, none of that stuff is going on. Freedom is what's going on in the kingdom of God. Abundance is what's going on in the kingdom of God. Health and healing is what's going on in the kingdom of God. And since all of those things are going on in the kingdom of God, I'm going to be experiencing those exact same things in the earth when I pursue them. That is why I should never stop believing. That is why I need to hold on to these five steps. What are the five steps? Number one, I need to be born again. That's the only way I can start off, have the right foundation of freedom. Number two, I have to renew my mind to freedom. I must I must recondition my thinking so that I can then pursue what God desires for me to pursue. That's step number two, must be born. I mean, I must renew my mind. Step number three, I must not allow. <laughs> step number three, I must practice godly habits. I mean, I must practice obedience and develop godly habits. I must be consistent with this thing. Step number four, you must never let challenges or setbacks keep you from moving forward. And lastly, I must never stop believing. I must never stop believing because if I ever stop believing, I'm going to be giving up the very work that God, the only work that God wants me to do. That is the foundation of everything that we do, believing. Because if I believe right, I'll do right. If I believe wrong, I'll do wrong. If I believe there's going to be shortage, then I'm going to act like there's a shortage. If I believe that there's abundance, I'm going to walk in abundance. Because I don't know if people realize this or not, because a lot of times people cannot, and that's why we don't look at our surroundings. We don't look at what we see. We look at what we can't see. We walk by faith. <laughs> and that's why people, they don't allow the right exposure to work on their thinking. They only see people struggling, so they think they should struggle. They don't look at Excuse me. They don't look at the people that are thriving and say, hey, I should be thriving. 
Because even when there's struggle going on in the world, there's always people thriving. And that is what I should be thinking about. Because if I think about the people that are thriving and if I expose myself to the thriving nature, then I will begin to thrive. And then I can turn around and get somebody else to understand that they can be thriving too. Amen. I kept y'all a little bit longer than what I was supposed to, but that's all right. Let's pray. And uh, while I pray, let me give y'all an opportunity to give. Let me give y'all an opportunity to give. Um, I never want y'all to go without an opportunity to give someone to what you heard tonight. Was, was it a blessing to you? If it was a blessing to you, let me know in the comment section. If it was a blessing to you, let me know in the comment section. <clears throat> if you're wanting to give tonight, you can give via Cash App, you can give via Givelify, you can give via Text to Give. Um, Um, cash App, dollar sign BJ Piggy Ministries, Tithely BJ Piggy Ministries, Givelify BJ Piggy Ministries, or text give to the 844-952-3394. Um, I'm not going to teach on giving tonight. Just obey God where that's concerned. But, but I want to say this. Um, the enemy so desires to keep you bound. He so desires to keep you bound. And when you realize that God sets you free, when you realize he set you free and that's where he wants you to be, uh, don't ever let that go. Don't ever let that go. Because uh, there, there, there is such, uh, what am I trying to say? There is such, I mean, this is the only way I can really say it. There's such, there's, there's, there's a, such a freedom that um, that you can walk into where there's no worries, where there's no concerns, um, where there's where there where you're free of cares, where you're carefree, um, and God desires for you to get to that spot, man. God desires for you to get to that spot, and I believe that if you grab hold to these five steps and never let them go you will get to the place that God desires for you to get. And that is ultimate freedom in Christ. Amen. Um, so yeah, give and uh, obey God. Uh, walk in the freedom that God desires for you to walk in, man. God desires for you to be free. He so desires for you to be free. And I don't think I can say that enough because I don't think we understand how the enemy wants to keep us bound and how he actually has a lot of people bound. But I believe people who have gotten on these uh, messages will walk in the freedom that God desires for them to walk in. Amen. I'm going to pray and I'm going to get up out of here. Father, in Jesus name, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for everybody that listened tonight. Father, we thank you that freedom is already being experienced in their lives right now. Father, we love you and we bless you. We thank you for the continual instruction and the continual obedience of your people to walk in this freedom that is in your kingdom. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Share this word with somebody. Share the word. Sow the word into somebody's life. If you think that this word will be a blessing to them, go ahead and share the word with them. Amen. I love you. I appreciate y'all for doing that. Uh, invite somebody to next week as we continue in this journey called life, as we continue in this journey that God has called us to live in. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.
If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or GiveLify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority. That-